Hello, the initiated. My name is Marcus Yonikala, and this is the Be a Better Artist podcast. So today I have another question from a fellow initiated artist, and they want to know about my thoughts on having financial stress or concerns or any kind of money problems and how that affects creativity, as well as how to get over the difficulties that might arise from these challenges. Now, money is a son of a bitch of a topic, but it is a necessary evil, at least in the world that we currently live in. Now, all of us need money to keep our lives going. That's how we track and exchange value. Now, the foundation for my thoughts on this loop back to the themes of the previous episode as well as the episode before that. And fundamentally, the problem of financial worries or financial stress linking to creativity is that it puts you again in the survival mode. When you are in a state of survival, you're just trying to get through the day, trying to survive all the stressors that are coming your way. May those be in the forms of bills to pay or your employer. If that total amount of stress input is too overwhelming, then it puts you in that state of survival because you're just trying to get by. You're just trying to desperately deal with everything that's coming your way. So there's no high resolution in your ability to diffuse or dissipate the incoming signal so that you could handle it in a more resourceful manner. And money is obviously a big component in putting us in this survival mode because everything costs money. So obviously, if there are some concerns about money of any kind, may those be small or big, they're pretty big red flags to pay attention to because money has a component or a hand in just about everything. So if money becomes a problem, it very quickly scales to be a kind of an all-encompassing issue. And again, repeating from previous episodes, when you're in a mode of survival, creativity becomes increasingly difficult to attain and activate. It becomes very difficult to go inwards and entertain and explore those inner activities, such as creativity. In order to be creative, we often need to feel like We're in a, I hate to say it, but safe space. We need to know that we occupy a place where we're allowed to explore and grow and entertain and develop our creativity. And if you have a sense of imminent danger in the back of your head, either in the form of financial stress and and worry or whatever else it may be, it becomes very difficult to let go of that external stressor and focus on the internal stuff. And that's why I believe it's a great idea for any creative to have their sort of normal life in perfect order because it optimizes and maximizes your ability to focus on your creative work. And this is kind of a dilemma for a lot of creative types because we aren't exactly known for the most balanced and uh, perfect personal lives. Creative people really struggle with relationships. Obviously, this is a generalization and there are many um, 
different shades to this, but uh, it's no, not a coincidence that that stereotype has formed uh, because it does have very strong fundamental temperamental roots. And much of that comes from our natural innate desire to experience these extreme high peaks and deep depths of life. We want to go to the highest highs and naturally you can't stay there for um, all of the time. And once you do come out of that high peak, often that can be very depressing for us. And therefore we go to the lowest depths and maybe you throw in some uh, abuse of uh, substances in there, which makes this whole issue far, far worse. And that's sort of a very basic, simplified blueprint for why creatives can find themselves in these extreme um, places. So yeah, that's a very long-winded way of saying get your financials in order and try and mitigate all of this fluctuation and all of the dangers that threaten your financial stability so that you can have a very solid personal life and then focus all of your energy, all of your mental resources to where it matters, which is your creative work. Now, in this episode, I definitely cannot give you an all-encompassing answer to how to arrange your affairs, how to arrange the financial side of your life. I'm not an expert in that. I'm not even remotely uh, educated enough to give any recommendations on that. So I won't be giving you any financial advice. Obviously, I think <laughs> I think everybody is quite aware of that not happening. In this episode, I'm simply sharing some of my core perspectives on this matter and some of the core concepts and approaches and solutions that uh, I've tried and, and tested and that I'm still exploring. I'd also like to add that my approach to this whole thing has been very, very extreme. So I don't think this will be relevant to everyone. But if you are someone who is serious about doing creative work and being a musician, being an artist in your life, in whatever extent you want to be doing that, then the things I present in this episode are definitely worth thinking about and paying attention to. So again, this is not financial advice. Uh, always, you know, consult the professionals about that. I am not a professional. So as always, I want to start with the fundamentals. And the really fundamental question here is, are you really serious about this music thing or this creative thing in your life? Because if you are, then you need to account for that fact in your finances. You actually need to make decisions and execute them in a way that reflects those goals in reality. And I say this because for a lot of people, incorporating creativity, incorporating music into their finances is at best an afterthought. So everything else always comes first and then whatever little is left is allocated to music or creativity. And if you're serious about music and your creativity, then you need to really shift your priorities around. Now, I can't tell you what the order of those priorities should be because you might have a mortgage, you might have children, you might have a wife or a husband, or you might be taking care of someone else for whatever reason. Now, obviously, those are pretty important 
things to take care of and really important values to uphold. But I'd say if you are serious about the music thing or the creative thing, then you need to inch the role of importance of music and creativity upwards as much as you possibly can to as high of a position as you possibly can put it. Because the chances of getting extraordinary output from minimal input is basically zero. And if you're really serious about this music thing, you need to put as many resources into it as you possibly can, because it is very, very difficult to succeed in it. But in my experience, it's always going to take more than what you expect. And this is also about a strategy and a, and a technique of ensuring progress in a certain area of your life. So as a solid example, if you know you want to get into a better condition, you want to improve your health, you want to lose fat, you want to build muscle, whatever it is, even though working out isn't in the top five priorities of your life, what you sometimes need in order to actually see any progress in that area is to make your health and your fitness your number one priority in your life, or at least a top three priority, because otherwise you will never get to it. It needs to become non-negotiable. Because if you're making decisions about your health and fitness based on how much it interests you and what kind of a priority it is for you, if it is your number 20 priority, then why would you ever get to it? Because you have 19 other things to do and get to. But if you are really serious about getting yourself in better shape, then it's absolutely necessary that you bump it up to a place where you actually jump into action even though in a sort of absolute sense in the hierarchy of your mind, health and fitness isn't in a top three priority. But in order to get to that action, you need to temporarily at least put it there so that you make it non-negotiable and you actually get to the change. You need to behave as if it's priority number one or two or three or whatever threshold gets you to that action. So similarly, if you want to start seeing improvement in what kind of results it begins to yield in your life, then as a financial priority, you need to bump it up so that it gets the input that it needs so that you can take that thing forward. Now, obviously, you might have a wife, a husband, whomever you need to discuss these things with, but make it very clear to them that, hey, this is actually a really important big thing in my life. And I want to push this forward. And a part of that input needs to be financial. And if these financial decisions are in your hands alone, then great. Then that's your job to have that conversation with yourself. But understand that you can't expect extraordinary output or even decent output with very minimal or non-existent input. So stop making music a financial afterthought. Stop feeding it with the leftovers that you have and direct that money from other things into that music if it is genuinely so important for you. So start reflecting those ideas in the actuality, in this reality that you're operating in. Now, when you are engaged in creative endeavors, uh, it goes without saying that perhaps a lot of that work doesn't result 
in financial output. So you're putting in hours, putting in a lot of work and getting paid zero for that. Now that's obviously a problem. And at the core of remedying that problem is minimizing your expenses. Because for most of us, the equation goes like this. The more expenses you have, obviously the more money you need to make and the more money from the money that you make needs to be allocated to those expenses. And when your musical endeavors don't make you money, the key component becomes time. Time is always the key component. That's really the only resource we truly have. That's really the core thing we are trading all the time. Now in this theoretical scenario where you allocate time maximally to music, obviously the problem becomes how do I buy that time for myself to focus on the creative work? Because you need some source of income. You need something that covers your expenses so that you can keep living your life, so that you can have the peace and time to focus on the creative work. And obviously the key component here is the expenses. The higher the expenses, obviously the more you need to work to cover those expenses. And the more you need to work, the less extra time you have to allocate to your music. So the key is minimize the expenses. Now, how you would do this obviously depends tremendously, as I mentioned before, on your life situation, what sort of responsibilities you have towards yourself or towards other people. But the specifics of that are secondary to the basic concept. So the basic recipe is if music doesn't bring in any money, then lower your expenses so that it becomes easier to cover those expenses. And now spending time and effort at a job that does cover those expenses, that can be brought to a minimum. And because you're spending less time at that job that does produce you money, now you have more time to allocate to the creative work. Now, in my experience, one of the most difficult things about doing this, actually executing what I mentioned, is assessing what expenses are essential. And again, I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't have in your life. I believe you should have that freedom to decide for yourself, but realize that everything you spend money on makes pursuing this plan and this strategy more and more difficult. And to me, those basic essentials really do mean the basic essentials. So you need to have shelter with warmth so you can sleep there. You need to have money for food, for water, personal hygiene. You know, having a shower is a pretty great thing. Having a bathroom and that those are really the core essentials. And this is really how I spent my 20s, really just covering those basics and then spending time and effort in music. And I treated anything outside of that as a luxury. And I don't mean luxury in a negatively connotational way. I don't mean caviar and champagne and all these kind of things. I genuinely mean that these things are not essential for you to live your life. And they're not essential for all human beings. And they aren't necessities in terms of living a healthy, resourceful, holistic life. Anything outside of those basic essentials, I defined them as luxuries. And don't get me wrong, I think you should be able to enjoy 
escapism, enjoy treating yourself, as long as it's a well thought out component of your well-being and that you're not serving and feeding that wrong part of you that just wants to do things out of fear or insecurity or feeds some, you know, straight up unresourceful and dysfunctional side of you. We really are shit at challenging our current idea of what is a necessity and what is a luxury. And I really mean like the basic essentials, the necessities are things you absolutely do need to maintain your life and stay functional, stay healthy. And anything beyond that might have to be put into that luxury category. And obviously the, the less money you have, the more tight things are, might be that you have to put just about everything in that luxury category. And I had times where I did have to do that. And I had times when I wanted to do that. And I still try and do that as much as I possibly can. And that work led me to a place where right now I have a really comfortable and good quality setup that allows me to make great music far into the future. But without that sacrifice, without that prioritization, it would not have been possible. And because of that, I'm not financially in a place where I can be buying houses or cars or pretty much anything outside of my basic necessities. But that's what the prioritization of putting music to the top position took. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to own a house. I'd love to own a car. I'd love to have a, a ton of different things. But if I had made those priorities in my 20s, then I wouldn't have the ability to do what I do right now to the extent that I'm doing. And I wouldn't have the foundation to build towards the next things that I'm building towards. And of course, I don't want anyone to get crazy and, and lose sight of everything else that is in life. I don't think you should be obsessive to the point of it becoming a destructive force in your life. But everything and anything you spend money on does become an expense and, and, and you're liable to that. And it's taxing your life. It's a weight that is added to the load that you're carrying. And I want you to make that load as small as possible so that you need to work less for a job that does bring you income so that you have more time to allocate to your music and your creative work. So that's really the basic concept. And again, it's not like there's an easy answer to what you should be doing um, in terms of minimizing your expenses. I don't know if you're ready to sell your house or live more humbly or sell this or that. Obviously, it comes down to your values and your perspectives. And this is why this loops back to the very first thing that I spoke about. What does music actually mean to you? How important is it to you? Because I spent my 20s making these absurd decisions of not getting this, not getting that, funneling whatever little money I had into music. And as a result of that, my life looks very different to many of the people I know who are now in their early 30s. And there's a lot of people who aren't willing to change their status or how they are perceived you know, how their finances are going, what house or apartment they live in, what kind of a car they drive. At the core, at the root of this problem is that you aren't willing to downgrade 
your lifestyle. You aren't willing to change how other people perceive you, how they perceive your social status or financial or material wealth. That controls your decision making. And that's why you get a mortgage. That, that's why you buy a car. That's why you up, keep upgrading your lifestyle and getting these things that ultimately you don't need, things that are, are very much in the realm of luxury, things that you get to impress other people or change their perception of you. Now your life becomes this loop of maintaining and upholding perceptions of you. And that's a place where you can very easily find yourself not actually living your own life. You're living life so that you can maintain this appearance to other people. So you can play the part for other people. And this is a very easy way to find yourself in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond, realizing that I didn't actually do the thing that I wanted to do. I got these things. I bought these things. I paid for these things that gave me status, gave me a perception of being a certain person of certain wealth and status and whatever else. But in return, I got fuck all. In return, you got the admiration, you got the false perceptions, but inside you could be having all kinds of issues, which often is the case. And you certainly didn't pursue the thing that actually meant something to you. So if this creativity, if this music thing really means something to you on a deep and truthful and profound level, then you need to start behaving like it. You can't be expecting these outputs that don't match the input. They need to be at least, at minimum, they need to be equal. So the cost of entry is equal input, equal output. Then we can begin to talk about what you can actually expect. But in reality, input needs to be far, far, far greater than the expected output. So all of this comes back to the truth of what music and creativity actually means to you. And in the pursuit of that, you might have to downgrade your lifestyle. You might have to live far more minimally than what you're equipped and ready to do. And again, you might have other people in your life, so you can't make these decisions only for yourself. And I get that. And that's another reason why you should be very careful when you choose your responsibilities when you are a creative person, because it's very difficult to pursue that. And if you have people in your life, they need to be people who support this mission of yours, because otherwise it's not going to be happening. And as a side note, they also need to understand that you're going to be one miserable motherfucker if you're not creative. So it needs to be in there. So you need to be creative. And because you need to be creative, now you need to have the conversation with yourself. How creative do I need to be? In what ways do I need to be creative? Because not everybody wants to be the biggest star in the world. Not everybody wants to make music from 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. We all have different goals, but your input should be matching the output you're expecting. Have a truthful, honest conversation with yourself about what that looks like. Have that conversation with the people that you're responsible to in your life. And now you begin to get a realistic idea of what you should be inputting in your music. Start allocating that time, those resources, those funds appropriately to those goals. 
and make it a high priority so that you actually begin to see the output that you're expecting. Make the input non-negotiable. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Finished.